Hello folks, this is Rico, and you're about to listen to another episode of Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. It is March 1st, 2020. This is uh, Podcast 762. I didn't do a show last week. Yeah, I took a week off, uh, but this week I am back. I'm a little nasally. I kind of have a, I don't know, a little bit of something, a little bit of a mild cold, no coronavirus. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? So um, hopefully that'll get better soon for those people or those areas of the world. Excuse me. But um, no, this week uh, we're not going to talk uh, medical things. <laughs> I'll try not to at least. Uh, I want to cover the last like four episodes of Picard. So we're going to zip through them just kind of real briefly, kind of uh, touch on some high points. Uh give you my thoughts on the show overall so far now that we've had six episodes out of the 10 for season one uh talk about a couple other things things that i've been watching uh stuff like that so um let's do this i'm captain kirk ladies and gentlemen may i present the winners of the 74th annual hunger games we are the man in black I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the future of war. Resistance is futile. Jedi's strength flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. Iron Man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's, it's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is a uh, reach listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. Hello again. Welcome to the show, folks. Uh, I also wanted to um, hopefully uh, say uh, or thanks my wife, Lind, or <laughs> what am I trying to say? Uh, even after all these shows, hard to start. The um, show we did two weeks ago, was it only two weeks ago? It seems like it was forever. But we did that show where we talked about, I don't know, we talked about knitting, we talked about how well she knew me on certain topics, which she did pretty good. I think a couple of the questions kind of threw her. You know, it's funny when we, we've known each other, obviously been a long, long time, married a long time. But you you almost, when you get stuff like that, she told me later after the show uh, that it's like you, you triple, second, triple, quadruple guessed yourself because like, I told her a couple of those, like my favorite movie. I said, you know, my favorite movie is The Wizard of Oz. And she says, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I She she overthought it a little bit, I think, she said on a couple of things. But anyway, that was fun to do. We'll try to do that every maybe um, so often, more often than every 10 years. <laughs> but again, sorry if I sound a little nasally. I don't feel bad. I had a little bit of a sore throat last week early on. Now, just a little nasally for some reason, you know, winter this year for me, uh, it, not just winter, but, but just health has been, I, it, 
I've been, I've got like two or three colds this winter, one back like November, one around the holidays and, and this thing that I've got now, but I don't think this is really anything that bad. I haven't really felt bad the last few days, just a little nasally and the weather keeps changing here in Michigan, but, um, so it's been a little bit tougher year and, uh, and for a lot of the world. So, but enough about that. Uh, let's talk just general for just a few minutes and then I want to, I'll play probably the trailers for the last, I think I've covered the first couple of episodes of Picard before, right? The first two. And I want to cover three, four, five, six. We're at, um, obviously a big spoiler warning. If you're not caught up on Picard, I am going to talk about those episodes. So you have been warned. There you go. But, uh, uh, I'll talk a little bit about some other things that I'm watching. Uh, like I typically do. I, um, uh, the, couple of series that I, I got back into where I'm starting to watch finally getting caught up on some stuff that I've been I've got a list going the list just keeps growing it doesn't seem to get shorter but things on on some of the streaming services because I finished up some shows over the holidays uh, that that gave me a chance to, to start some new things so the two new ones I'm really going on now are Jessica Jones on uh, Jessica Jones on Netflix season three which I didn't know that they were going to do a season three it came out months ago, many months back. I forget when, but you know that it came out actually after, you know, the whole announcement that Marvel was moving everything to um, the Disney plus service. Cause Disney owns Marvel and you know, they're going to do those new shows, which you saw a little tiny glimpse of uh, preview for a couple of them during the Super Bowl ads. Uh, but, um, so we got uh, the last few see uh, the last few shows that popped out of that. I finished through Daredevil, finished Luke Cage, finished uh, uh, what am I trying to say? The uh, the other guy, <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, Iron Fist. Yes, um, those are all those all came out a bit ago. Those are all finished up. Jessica Jones season three, and I still have to watch Punisher season two. Uh, but Jessica Jones, I'm about two-thirds through it episode eight i think i'm at and i think there's 10 or more maybe there's only 10 for that season i'll have to look but um i really liked it i i, I really like i think both daredevil and jessica jones i think are by far the best of those of those shows um i like the main characters a lot in both those shows jessica jones is is really interesting because she, she you know She's the typical reluctant hero. I mean, all of those characters mostly. I think probably maybe Iron Fist, maybe Luke Cage a little bit, but definitely um, she doesn't really, you know, she she complains about it, but she she still helps people. And I, I like the actress Kristen Ritter. I like the whole look of the show, the feel of it. Season two, I wasn't super keen on. Season one was great. Season two, uh, which dealt with... Um, more personal things for Jessica. It was okay. Uh, but season three is really interesting. And there's a big, um, not much of a spoiler. I, this won't be a spoiler, but there's kind of a, a Dexter like character in this. And I love Dexter. So, uh, <clears throat> although he's, <laughs> he doesn't quite have Dexter's code. So anyway, um, it's interesting to have Jessica go up against somebody who is, um, very intelligent and, and brings sort of like, other, another kind of aspect or a way of she has to handle him a little differently, not just another like super powered character or or 
just a typical villain, you know, or whatever. So, and then they're bringing a more of her friend Trish into it this season. Uh, uh, but, um, so that's good. The, um, yeah. So the other show that I've started back in on is the expanse, which I've, I watched as it was airing, uh, when I was on sci-fi and then they moved to Amazon. Uh, they're on Amazon prime now season four, and I've only watched the first two of the season. It's a great show. I, I I've said it on the Facebook group and on the podcast before, but we had Battlestar Galactica, the remake of Battlestar, you know, and a few years back, several years ago now. And this is probably the best space type drama, you know, show on air. They don't really do these shows that much. I mean, we have Star Trek Discovery, right? Um, but this is more of a realistic, you know, near future drama focusing around Earth and Mars and, and the, um, the belters, which are the people who live out in the asteroids, fields, and, and mine things for for the inners, as they call them. It's it's really fascinating show, very well done. Uh, a little political in a way, not political as in our politics, but um, there's a lot of intrigue and politics involved in it. But the um, the cool part about the show is they really treat space uh, probably about as accurately as you possibly can without going crazy. And, you know, the way ships maneuver and combat is handled and, and space, you know, gravity and, and physics, just all that is really well done. And the characters are, are fantastic. The actors are great. Can't recommend The Expanse enough. And I think all of the previous seasons are on Amazon Prime. Uh, I think you can get caught up easily. So check that out. Um, and I've been watching, of course, let's see, DC Universe, Harley Quinn, the animated show that they've got on there. That is crazy. Uh, I, I've talked about it briefly before. A couple episodes left. Uh, it's all on there now. They were releasing them weekly. And I think I've just got two left maybe or whatever, something like that. Um, I started this thing on Apple TV, Mythic Quest, which is sort of like a, um, a game studio show, a show about a game studio that, that has created a like an MMO type game. And I'm a big a uh, fan of World of Warcraft, so, and it's a comedy. Uh, Danny Pudi is—is is that how you say his last name? Who who was on um, uh, the uh, Community show, which I loved. He's on this show. Uh, mostly unknown actors that I don't really know very well at all. Some of them have some familiar faces, but um, I'm about four episodes in on that. Um, there's another show you can watch uh, on another streaming service. Yes, too many of these called Harmon Quest. I think I mentioned that before. Dan Harmon, who worked on Community, works on Rick and Morty. Um, he does this sort of like D&D type little uh, show for about a half hour per episode. And they animate some of what they're doing. They're playing kind of a tabletop role playing game. But it's 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 a fairly it's more about them being goofy and, and having fun with it. Not a, a real strict version of playing D&D for an audience. But it works. I don't know how to describe it really. And I, I probably have mentioned it, I think before, but I'm watching that catching up, catching up on uh, season three of that one. I mean, you can get free trials for this stuff and watch things pretty easily and pretty cheaply. If you want, there's just it, it, this, this multitude of streaming services. It's really hard to deal with. Even, even if you can afford them, I, I mean, it's 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 a lot, isn't it? You know, CBS All Access with Picard and Discovery and eventually other uh, Trek shows we're going to have. 
DC Universe with their shows, Disney Plus, of course. So they just started Clone Wars back. The uh, supposed to be the last season now. They brought that back. I haven't watched this week's episode, so there's two out I think so far. I watched the first week, uh, which was sort of a clone, uh, clone army, clone group episode uh, focused. But I, I didn't love that show, you know, back in the day. And Rebels is good too, so. I'm going to keep up on that. I, I do like these shows le- releasing episodes only weekly. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff on Netflix I got to watch. Uh, they just started Altered Carbon Season 2, which is based on a book series that I've read, the first book at least. Love the first season. So that came on there. Lock and Key um, is on there. There's other stuff. Uh, uh, there's that V War show with the guy from Vampire Diaries. It's just, ugh. Even if I, you know, didn't have to work for a living, as they say, you know, I don't think I could keep up on all this stuff. It's it's just amazing how much content there is. I I uh, I'm trying to be selective. I'm I'm trying to say like, all right, there's I'm not going to watch everything. And there's um, you know, I have a couple of shows that I I did watch a couple of episodes for this season. Some some regular television that's on network. Uh, I I decided to stop watching. Um, like I, I stopped watching that Kobe Smolders Smolders. Is that how you say your name? That detective kind of cop detective thing kind of stopped watching that. It was just, it was okay, but it, it didn't do anything different than any other show did. I thought so. Um, what else has been happening on, on, uh, TV land? You know, there's the, um, regular CW shows I'm watching, Keeping up on those. Um, oh, we've got the season finale today of Doctor Who, uh, which I did put a post up on Facebook. And I, I've seen this on, on some, you know, general trends a little bit of what people's attitude. I, I like Jodie, you know, Whitaker as, as the doctor. I thought it was an interesting idea to bring a woman in. Uh, I But I, I just don't feel that her, this is her just her second season, right? That she's second series or whatever, as they call it. Um, but I just don't feel that the writing and the stories are that strong. I mean, I think they've gotten a little heavy handed with some of them in terms of like, Hey, you're polluting the earth or whatever, or racism. And, you know, Star Trek does that. So, you know, people out there could be saying, Hey Rico, but Star Trek does that. But Star Trek's kind of always done that a bit. Doctor Who has sort of done it a little now and then, although I don't feel they've done it as like heavy-handed and in your face as they've done it this season on Doctor Who. Plus, I've always had a little trouble with the, her having three companions. I think it's a bit much. I and I I think it's it, it's allowed this. I I've always really enjoyed you know back in Matt Smith days and David Tennant. There there was always a super strong bond between the companion and the Doctor. Um, almost too much for some people, I think, because it, you know in some of the Amy Pond a little bit and, and others, you know, got a little on the romantic side somewhat. But I, I don't feel that she's very, you know, strongly bonded to these three characters. She keeps them at arm's length a lot, which the Doctor has always done. And, I, you know, I'm not a huge, like, old school Doctor Who fan. I haven't watched it since the beginning. I watched started mainly in 2005 when the restart of it happened. But I don't know. In my opinion, I mean, I really do miss, 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 <laughs> it's hard, it was hard to say this, miss Matt Smith, David Tennant. Um, I did enjoy them more, uh, both those actors, those, those takes on the character. 
Um, and uh, I, I just uh, this with Jodie, I, I just I like her. I like her as an actress. I think she makes a pretty good Doctor Who, but I do feel the writing and the stories is, isn't that good uh, this season. And uh, we'll see. They they brought you know spoiler alert you know uh, here you go. But they brought the Master back, and uh, it's like it's like bringing you know the the Joker back for Batman all the time. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, I, I it's not like I haven't enjoyed it. I do enjoy it. But, you know, out of the, I think there's been 10 episodes, I, a good half of them I could have done without. I, I think these last few have been pretty interesting. But that's leading up to the season finale, right? So that's kind of to be expected. They're going to get a little more interesting, stronger, and so on. So we'll see. Uh, but um, that's all. So that's kind of a rundown of what I've been watching. Um, Again, there's just just so much, too much to watch, uh, so much. Oh, and I've watched a couple of movies. I finally watched uh, Welcome to Marwin. That's the most recent thing. I actually watched that last night uh, with Steve Carell. Uh, really good movie. I, I mean, I heard a bit mixed about it. Basically, it's about this guy who um, is is beat up by a bunch of kind of like, you know, um, just bad guys in a, in a bar one night and and it's based on a true story and basically he's an artist and and then he uh, starts to live into a bit of uh, kind of living in a little bit of a fantasy world of his own through these photos he starts to make of um, little dolls set up in different scenes there's a main character that's sort of like an alter ego of him and they do this through animation of animating these um both real characters. I really want to look into how they did the movie now because Steve Carell kind of plays his alter ego as a little doll character in World World War II kind of hero kind of guy. It's hard to explain. I don't want to give too much away, but I, I really found it a you know a really good, charming kind of movie. And the and the way they did it with the um, the animation part of it was was very different and very interesting. So I watched that and uh, enjoyed that quite a bit. So. Um, yeah, check that out. Welcome to Marwin, and again, based on a true story uh, about a about a guy that this happened to, and who who creates these these photos out of um, kind of like miniature little sets and, and dolls, setting them up in different um, scenes and scenarios. So, yeah, re- really good. Really enjoyed that quite a bit last night. On uh, I recorded it on HBO like months back, and and finally watched it. All right, so that's probably good. Uh, I'm going to take a little brief break, but I'm going to play. All right, let's get into Picard now. So I'll play the, we've got four episodes to zip through, um, and I'm just going to kind of play the trailer, then I'll come back, talk about the episode a little bit, then we'll move on to the next and so forth. So the uh, third episode uh, of Picard is called The End is the Beginning. Here's the trailer for that. I think the trailer is for this for these are all like 30 seconds long and then I'll come back we'll talk about this episode and we'll move on to the others I need your help I need a ship and the pilots and I have to save her I'm sure she has no idea what she truly is I have a pilot for you where are we going Admiral? Rafi says you have no idea I'm working on it I try to belong here I know you Always had one eye on the stars. Time to go. So that's the trailer to The End is the Beginning. This is episode three of Picard, Star Trek Picard. 
Uh, let me give you the synopsis real brief here, a couple sentences. Uh, completely unaware of her special nature, Soji continues her work and captures the attention of the Borg Cube Research Project's executive director. Uh, that's obviously this, um, <clears throat> what's this guy's name again? Narik? Something like that, right? And uh, the uh, after rehashing past events with a reluctant Rafi, uh, Picard seeks others willing to join his search for Bruce Maddox, including pilot and former Starfleet officer Cristobal Rios. And yeah, so I like this episode quite a bit. Um, this one aired back on February 6, 2020. Uh, it, this one of the, a couple of cool things about this episode, and I won't spend, I'll probably spend maybe five minutes on each of these. This episode, you get to go back in time a little bit and see back right when Picard left Starfleet, essentially, right after the Mars attack, which messed up the, you know, Starfleet, you know, destroyed a lot of ships, um, created the situation within the Federation and Starfleet in order or that that basically stopped the Romulan rescue relief effort that was going on that Picard was leading, Admiral Picard at the time. And you see this scene uh, with him and Rafi uh, when she was, you know, under his command on on the ship that he was on at the time. The and they um, <clears throat> Picard basically he you know what happens and you guys if you watch this you know he he threatens Starfleet in a way he says well you know you guys can either work you know you guys can either let me continue with this relief effort i know we're stretched stretched for ships and resources and all this but he was he was saying you know we need to help the romulans they're going to kind of like a, a and chris and i were talking about this a little bit kind of like as in star trek 6 uh when um praxis blew up right the 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 whole question of whether they helped these long standing enemies you know the klingons uh here they 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 have this crisis, you know, that happened within, you know, with the Mars attack by the synths, which creates the situation of a shortage and a problem. You know, there were people that I guess within the Federation or planets within the Federation that were not happy with helping the Romulans to begin with. But then when they, the attack happened, which is kind of, you know, I don't, I don't know why people don't realize, like seems amazingly coincidental, right? Well, then that puts the, puts the nail in the coffin, so to speak, of, no, we're not going to go, we're not going to go help the Romulans. And Picard says, well, you can either let this continue and we can go help the Romulans or I'm out, I'm leaving Starfleet. And they kind of call him on it. And so he has to walk away. And Rafi um, is very upset by this. She feels he should have stayed and fought for it harder, not just walked, uh, you know, the way to fix a problem isn't to walk away from it, right? That's the way she thinks. And I kind of agree with her. I, and, and the idea that maybe Picard was a little full of himself, possibly, that he didn't think Starfleet would would risk losing him over this situation. But, you know, if he really, it's never really completely come out. I don't think he's really said it if he thought he really carried that much weight to change their decision or to continue, that they would continue this. Now, the question is still out there a little bit about did Starfleet or some faction within Starfleet, some small group, or were they the ones that basically reprogrammed the synths or did something to get them to attack in order to create the situation so they wouldn't have to help the Romulans? If that's true, which it seems like it might be, 
I just find that very convoluted. I'm like, you know, I just think about modern politics and things like, do you, do you really need to blow up and, and kill, you know, thousands and thousands of people on Mars and destroy all these ships and all this stuff happen to just stop helping the Romulans to, to create the, it just seems very convoluted and a little bit extreme, not even a little extreme, very extreme. So I, I, um, I, I just I'm having a hard, it's probably been my biggest thing if that's if that really is what happened that's probably my biggest thing I'm having trouble with in this show I just find it hey you know like let's do another show where there's some evil little group within Starfleet that's messing with things and maneuvering things and I know they're trying to reflect maybe without getting political here you know maybe some stuff going on in the current world right now but I I and I don't expect again. I'm I'm not a purist, thinking that Federation and Starfleet, especially, should be all goody goody and never have problems. But that's that's really hard and nasty for me to take. So, but we'll go past that. So, this uh, I assume that though that when the Romulans learned about that situation, what happened? That's why you know they're they seem to be very 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 concerned with. Um, uh, these these two twins that are synthetics but but like the ultimate version you know they're there's some kind of a uh, have been made from data which is unlike any synth the the synth that you see in the mars attack stuff they're just very robotic looking they don't have much personality you know they're not they're not data level synthetics so um but the uh <clears throat> So this episode, though, uh, there, there's a lot of stuff with Picard and Raffi in this one. Uh, they're trying to figure out where to go. We, we learn, again, a little bit more about Soji out there with Narik. Um, and then you, you get a little bit of Narik's sister, uh, Narissa. Uh, and we see Hugh a little bit. Um, so it's a good episode. I really like this episode quite a bit. I mean, I've really liked the show, but I think each episode to me makes it a deeper, more interesting show. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. And, uh, probably my favorite character though. <laughs> and this, this episode introduces him is, uh, the, uh, the captain, uh, of the ship that Picard gets, uh, Cristobal Rios with all these, um, these EM programs, these, um, not EM, but these, uh, these holographic uh, versions of himself for these different functions on the ship. I, I do like that. I, I think it, it's a, a cool idea and it's a, it's sort of a logical extension of the EMH, right? To be able to run ships and, and, and different departments and areas, a smaller ship with a small crew using holographic, uh, and, and computer technology completely makes sense to me. And I, I like again the fact that he is the sort of model for these, but they're very different as well. So, all right, let's move on to the next episode, which, what is that called for number? This would be number four. This one is called, uh, this one's kind of a little bit of a flashback episode partially, which, which we've gotten in a few of the episodes. But anyway, this one's called Absolute Candor. And here's a trailer to that. Will you come with me? Will you bind your sword to my quest? The idea of going there isn't just a bad idea. It's bizarre. No one asked for your pity, Picard. Just as no one asked for your help. One impossible thing at a time. 
Where did that come from? So this episode four of Picard, this is called Absolute Candor. And this one aired back on February 13th, 2020, directed by Jonathan Frakes, uh, written by Michael Shabam. Shabam, is that how you say his name? Yes. <clears throat> Here is the summary from TrekCore, the, the, which is a great site, a reference site for all kinds of Star Trek goodies, pictures, episode guides, and everything. Uh, the crew's journey to Free Cloud takes a detour when Picard orders a stop at the planet Vashti, where Picard and Musaker, Musaker? Uh, relocated Romulan refugees 14 years earlier. Upon arrival, Picard reunites with Elnor, a young Romulan he befriended during the relocation, who's a little boy at the time. Meanwhile, Narik continues his attempts to learn more about Soji while Rizzo's impatience with his lack of progress grows. So, um, which is, uh, Narisa Rizzo is, is the sister <laughs> played by Peyton List. Uh, that's a weird name, last name for Romulan. Do they even have last? I, I guess that's her English name, right? That's her Starfleet name because she's also in Starfleet, uh, which is, you know, another another traitor spy within Starfleet. Yes. Uh, we need to do better screening for Starfleet. So, um, yeah, this episode, there's a, there's a few things going on in here. A lot of it has to do with, um, obviously, with these Romulan ref refugees on Vashti. We get to see Picard when he uh, was first there 14 years earlier when he did, he was able to, you know, they did, they were able to relocate some Romulans before everything kind of blew up literally uh, on the whole relocation rescue effort. And some of those ended up here. There's sort of this woman run uh, religious monastery kind of place. I, I don't know how to exactly describe it, but um that's where Elnor ends up because his parents are gone. And of course, and, uh, people are calling him, you know, um, you know, <laughs> it, well, he, 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 he looks like a lot of a certain kind of elf from, uh, from the Lord of the Rings. Right. So <laughs> he looks, he, he, it's basically Legolas, right? Uh, although his hair is dark and Legolas's hair was like more blonde. Right. But he does look like him and he, and he carries a sword, not a bow, but um, but I do like the character, and I in the last couple of episodes, especially the most recent one, he's getting a little more personality. He's a little stiff early on here, and they're not giving him a lot to do yet. But um, I, I think he's gonna. I'm gonna grow to like him a lot because he's he's also um, not only does is he great with a sword, but he has this sort of he's sort of a wicked little personality. He's not exactly doesn't exactly listen to Picard either, which I kind of like. He pushes Picard. So so we get to see a little bit of the of the past here of Picard, how, you know, there's this level of guilt, obviously, within him about, well, you know, what's happened with the Romulans. And the Romulans kind of, even though he, he, he was probably one of the ones that helped them the most, they also kind of hate him too because he made promises that he couldn't keep because of how Starfleet and the Federation decided to, to go with things. So So he's sort of like... Some of them understand and, and know and, and still like him and respect him and, and kind of honor him and and all that and, and, and know he tried, but others really don't like him at all. And and you can see when he goes back to this um settlement on Vashti, he, he's kind of he's kind of a hated guy there. And 
and it's interesting to see Picard as is is this almost villain character in a way. You know, Picard through TNG, you know, he could do no wrong more or less, right? Everyone respected him. He always got the job done. And here, you you know, you see one of his biggest failures, if not his biggest failure, in a way he takes, well, he tried, and and he takes it personally, of course. But I, again, good stuff. Um, what else did I want to mention about this episode? Got quite a bit of a, a guest cast here. Uh, I like I like the uh, the Romulan culture stuff we're getting to learn about. Learning a lot about Romulans in this in this series. I got to dial the volume down here a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me, voice is a little ra- raggedy still today. Like I said. Um, what else? Uh, so yeah. And then, um, oh, the big thing to talk about, or, or one of the other things about this episode is towards the end, uh, when they're trying to get out of there and Elnor goes with Picard, um, kind of a last minute decision and, and you see him get to, you know, how quick and good he is as a, as a bodyguard for Picard taking out a, a, a Romulan couple of guys. So, um, but then as, as, um, Picard and Elnor are leaving, uh, Rios is trying to get away. There's this grid kind of around this planet. And um, there's an old bird of prey, Romulan bird of prey, the old style, TOS style, uh, that, that starts attacking them. And a little tiny ship uh, shows up and starts to help them. And uh, it, and does they do manage to stop the Romulan bird of prey ship. But in the process, the small little ship that shows up to help them gets destroyed. And the last minute, of course, always the last minute, they beam over... Uh, whoever's on that ship, it's about shuttlecraft size or, or you know, and uh, or a little bigger. And it is seven of nine. All of a sudden she shows up and kind of passes out. She's hurt a little bit. And uh, that's the end of this episode. So in the next episode, which we'll do here in a second, um, episode five is is the big one with seven of nine. And we get to learn what's been going on with her. And it's frankly probably my favorite of the season so far. Uh, because of that so uh so that's coming up next here is a trailer for uh what is this fifth uh fifth one called hang on one second fifth episode is called oh yeah stardust city rag which is a cool name uh for an episode so here is the trailer to season or season one of picard episode five stardust city rag who are you looking for bruce maddox I found him. We must extract him. Are you serious? Sending us down there looking like this? We really need to sell this. We need to show a little panache. You're killing it. Something's not right. An ambush. All right. So season uh, season one, episode five, start a city. Excuse me. Stardust City Rag. I got to get a drink. Hang on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, this is directed by uh, Jonathan Frakes, uh, written by Kristen Beyer, and it aired on the 20th of February, 2020. All right. Here is the summary. The La Serena crew begins an unpredictable and lively expedition on Free Cloud to search for Bruce Maddox. Uh, when they learn that Maddox has found himself in a precarious situation, a familiar face offers her assistance, as in Seven of Nine. So they're looking for Maddox, you know, who is the one that they believe created um, the twin um, girls. 
And now Soji is the only one that, you know, left. Picard is basically looking for her and figuring that Maddox could, could lead her to her lead. Maddox could lead Picard to her. So this episode, we, we get a lot of seven of nine. We learn what she's been up to. She's been kind of this, um, vigilante ranger. There's this group of like, uh, frontier. It's kind of a little, uh, firefly serenity kind of, uh, in a way where, Starfleet is is basically seven describes it as Starfleet can't can't cover the whole galaxy can't cover even the Alpha Quadrant well enough and so she is is there are presumably other Rangers out there that she is with are more or less these judge jury executioner kind of people that go off to help the helpless and the innocent and and those that can't uh, help themselves and you know we see a, a very different seven of nine she you know was disciplined by the book when she was you know on voyager and towards the end she kind of loosened up but here she uh, she's obviously very different and there is a scene in the in the in the past again where at the beginning of this episode and it got a lot of star trek fans kind of up in arms and, and i get it a little bit um but there's a very brutal scene at the beginning where uh there there's Groups of individuals out there, Romulans uh, are a big part of it, but even others, there's sort of a black market for um, uh, Borg Borg parts, people, um, uh, uh, different species that have been um, taken over by the Borg. Uh, there, there is a black market to get um, cortical implants and other Borg tech. Um, I don't know, maybe it helps people get prosthetics. I, who knows why they want it? They kind of hate the Borg, too, a little bit. There's a little bit of, obviously, animosity towards the Borg. But the um, so there's a scene at the very beginning where Icheb, um, you know, you guys, if you know Voyager, that was um, a, a Borg that, that Voyager, um, there was a group of Borg that, uh, Borg children, that Voyager more or less rescued. Seven of Nine kind of took care of them, nurtured them, was kind of like a mother figure to them. And Icheb... Um, at the beginning of this episode, she tracks him down to this lab place thing, and they, uh, he's he's been tortured. They pulled out his like ocular, you know, his eye, and it's really gross and all that. I'm not gonna go into a lot of detail, but at the beginning of the episode, he is he has been hurt badly and and really can't survive, and and seven seven has to kill him. You know, she basically kills him to release him because she he's he's going to die and he's in a lot of pain it's kind of a mercy killing and and it kind of messes her up big time you can tell and it's understandable and and so she's been after the person responsible for that uh for a long time and that's part of what happens in this episode she finally on on free cloud with picard and his his little motley crew they 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 run into her and catch up with her and uh and so, you know, uh, you know, I already said spoiler, but but at the end, near the end of the episode, Seven kills her, you know, just blows her away and, and no, you know, no remorse, no even like kind of the, you know, usual hero way she's reaching for a weapon or anything. Nope, just shoots her, just shoots her gone. And, uh, you know, kind of like Indiana Jones style in a way where, you know, maybe not a, the best comparison, but um and and this I know is it's it's hard for people to take this, uh, you know some Trek fans th- this show 
Picard in general, you know, they're showing Starfleet in a in a in a different kind of light. They're showing Picard in a different kind of light. Seven of Nine in a little different, but it it, it works well for me, and it, it it makes sense. These people have been through a lot. Um, I I I would have to say over the years, I've become a little bit more um that side of things in a way. I mean, if somebody that you cared about that deeply, somebody did that to, I, I, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I don't hope I'm never obviously presented with that kind of situation, but the idea that you could just sort of like, Oh, take them down to the local police station or whatever. Uh, that's hard. And, and the other thing that I think people forget about with seven and nine somewhat is that, because of you know her the the Borg influence, I, I think in a way for her, there's obviously a lot of emotions that are going on, but for her it makes sense. This person is a threat. You know, this person does bad things. It, you know, in 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 Seven's mind, it's it's very there's not even really a choice in a way. Her emotions are driving it, but I I would have been very it would have been it would have not really worked for me at all or made sense for me at all if she just like put some like handcuffs on this person and took her away. Uh she's obviously op- operating outside the laws it is right now 7 is as his ranger character. So <clears throat> you know there's there's obviously this idea in her head that that you know Starfleet and the Federation are not doing what they need to do. So she's going to take care of it, and and again, I think it fits her character. I think it fits the evolution of a, a former Borg drone. Now, you know, well, this is just the logical thing to do, you know, in a way. So, uh, I like this episode a lot. I, I like this free cloud place, although it's not what I expected it to be. It's kind of like Star Wars ish cantina with all these crazy aliens, and um, there's just and then the goofiness of Picard with his weird accent, his and his eye patch, you know, and I don't know, <laughs> excuse me, I'm not sure how anyone would would not, like, figure out that that's Admiral Picard of Starfleet, you know, even with an eye patch. Uh, it's, it's like Superman Clark Kent with, with glasses on, right? So, uh, but no, this is, this is probably my favorite episode. I really like it. Uh, it it's intense. I get it. I, it's hard to watch. Um, but it, it, it gets you going and, and I think it makes sense. Um, and they do get Maddox back. Although, uh, <laughs> it's the, the, the doctor girl, whatever her name is, um, she kills him. Apparently they were like kind of in love or something and she just offs Maddox. And, and I'm like, what? Uh, it was like, I know Chris and others I've heard out there on the internet, you know, suspected she's kind of you know she's not really working for the cause here she's not really working for picard but um you know he's he's injured badly and she just you know kills him off on the when when they get him back to the ship so and it is a different actor playing maddox it's not the same actor that played him in uh tng I, i i looked into that i didn't think it was it didn't look at all like him even with the beard and everything and uh, there doesn't seem to be any real background or reasoning that I could find online about why they didn't. Uh, the guy is still around who played Maddox. He actually still pretty much looks like that guy, obviously older. Uh, he's a teacher now more. He doesn't really act as much, but he sure could have come back probably for this. So who knows? It doesn't matter that much. Um, but yeah, this is a good episode. Really strong uh, I, I like uh, Rios having to go down there as this, you know, crazy flamboyant character with the big hat and the feather. 
somebody had a comment up online. I saw somewhere about, well, there's going to be a big cosplay outfit for future conventions. Uh, so I'm sure that's the case. Actually, the costumes in, in Picard are, are fairly straightforward, per, fairly simple and, and pretty easy to do. Like what Seven's wearing, what Picard's been wearing. I saw, we saw some of those costumes at, um, San Diego Comic Con. Kenny and I did last, last July. And, and they're more or less, you know, they're not uniforms, obviously. They're just kind of clothing and, and fairly neutral and, and simple. Um, and, and not, um, not having to wear one of those, you know, tight fitting Starfleet uniforms. Okay, sorry, I had to get a little drink again. So my voice is not quite up to this, uh, I can tell, this week. Sorry. Um, all right, let us just move on to episode six. So this will be the last one that we're going to cover. I'll probably talk a little bit about the preview in the upcoming episode seven. But let us play, um, let us play the trailer for episode six which was the one that just aired a few days ago on Thursday. This one was called The Impossible Box. Um, there's this little box Rubik's Cube type toy that Narek, um, Narek, 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 um, carries around. And so that's kind of the where they get the title from for this episode. And here is the trailer for The Impossible Box. In a few hours, we'll be on a board cube without authorization. This cube is under Romulan control. I believe she's close to discovering who she really is. We have to get there as quickly as possible. The journey always begins with the closing of the eyes. What's happening to me? You must take me to her now. They are in some serious trouble. Let go! Let go of me! They are not responding. All right. Uh, this one, The Impossible Box. Uh, this is uh, season one, episode six. Written by Nick Isaias, Isaias, uh, directed by Maja Vrilvelo, something like that. Uh, so this one we have, uh, this is basically Picard and, and his crew visit the Borg Cube. So Picard and the crew track Soji to the Borg Cube in Romulan space, resurfacing haunting memories for Picard. Meanwhile, Narik believes he's finally found a way to safely exploit Soji for information. Um... Yeah, this is a good one. This is a real good episode, a uh, real strong one. Good follow-up to the last one. Uh, the um, the basic thing is here that uh, they learn that um, that Soji is on this this uh, Borg cube, this uh, you know artifact, uh, a sort of a Borg cube that's been cut off from the collective is totally quote unquote harmless right now. Um, Picard learns that Hugh, uh, who we knows from TNG days is is the admin kind of one of the upper level people that is on this reclamation kind of whatever you want to call the that's going on out there with this board cube it's in romulan space which is pretty important so they have to go through a process and uh and rafi calls in an old favor to someone she knows in starfleet to get them kind of authorization for a kind of a diplomatic they call it a diplomatic mission for admiral picard to visit the cube um, so that gets some clearance to get in there. Uh, and, uh, and then it's just basically Picard and he's being, you know, shown the board cube by Hugh. And one thing I wanted to, I forgot to point out about the last episode. One of the great scenes in the last episode when before seven of nine leaves, um, there's a great scene. One of the best scenes I felt like in the, in the whole series so far 
between Seven of Nine and Picard, two characters in Star Trek history, um, two of the, you know, very few characters, but, but you know, upper level, you know, lead characters in these shows that had both been um, Seven for a very long time and Picard for a very brief time, but had both been assimilated by the Borg. And they have this great little brief conversation before Seven leaves about how they deal with that. And, and basically, like, they both kind of admit that you, you, you're never completely over it, that it's always with you still. I, I forget the exact words that they use, and it's not important, but the, but the message is that you're always kind of fighting it, haunted by it, bothered by it. And, and that leads into this episode where Picard has to basically, you know, his worst nightmare is to go, <laughs> guy who had been assimilated by these people, uh, by the Borg, to go back on one of their ships and, and be in that environment in that setting again. And it, and it freaks him out at several points in this episode. And I, I, you know, he's got this little PTSD kind of thing going on and it, and it really works, really makes sense. I love the fact they brought Hugh in, um, the connections to TNG and his relationship there helped this episode and it makes sense. It works. Uh, it, it, it would be better that way than they just sort of charged in, you know, just, a few of them and then tried to tried to find Soji. And then the other big part of this episode is this business with Narik and Soji. And you learn that what they're trying to get out of her without activating her is they're trying to get out of her where she came from, where, where, where are these super sophisticated, you know, synths from apparently Maddox never revealed it. They didn't get it out of him but it's revealed in this episode they get a they get a location i think right i think they did yeah so um the um well they get a semi location they get this like soji has these dreams and these visions and there's this planet with two red moons or something which doesn't seem like a whole lot to go on <laughs> to me uh to to narrow it down to the you know whatever a lot of stars and a lot of space out there uh but um two red misshapen moons or something or whatever they were. I don't know. There were a few other clues, I guess. Um, the, uh, so, so that there's this, uh, little Romulan kind of weird little trial puzzle thing that Narik takes her to, to kind of more or less do kind of almost like semi hypnosis, but to delve into her subconscious, um, and and then try to pull this info out of her without again turning her into this killing machine who they would have trouble controlling and they probably could never get any info out of um but then near the end of that when they get the bit of info uh interesting thing narik seems to really care about her and and maybe love her but he has this weird little box thing and he pins her into this room and and essentially he tries to kill her he releases this poison gas thing or whatever it is this red cloud and Soji, of course, gets out of it. Picard saves her. They get off. Um, Elnor shows up, chops down some Romulans, which is good and fun. Um, Picard, uh, there's a um, secret little room that Hugh has. And uh, this is a cool bit of Borg tech that there is some kind of weird transporter kind of trans, trans warp transporter thingy on this ship that allows Picard and Soji to get off the Borg cube but not just to beam back to the to the to his ship to the La, La, La Serena with his crew, but to beam like light years, many 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 light years away, and I think the planet that they're going to, based on the preview, 
they're going to where Picard knows Riker is at, where Riker has basically uh, left Starfleet, um, gone off with his wife, gone off with Troy, had a, had a family, is cooking in a kitchen from the previews we've seen since the early Picard trailers. And uh, so we finally get in the next episode, um, we get a reunion between the, 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 the Rikers and Picard, which is going to be super fun. And, and everyone's going to love seeing that, of course, right? So um, I am a little, I, I did want to mention also, I'm a little disappointed, though. Um, I really thought Seven of Nine was going to be more involved in this season. I thought even on IMDb, they had her listed for like half the episodes. And now it's looking like maybe she's gone for the rest of the season. Maybe she'll pop back up. I, I don't know. She left. Uh, I was hoping, you know, because of her connection to the Borg and, and, and that relationship there and with Picard and, and what she knows of out there in this kind of like, you know, rough and tough frontier area. I, I still hope and think she'll pop back up. Um I hope in this season to help, but um, they certainly could use her uh, because, you know, they got one doctor spy person on the ship, on the ship, one that's still kind of having this relationship issues and, and is barely, you know, coherent. Rafi is kind of messed up. They got Rios who, you know, he's got to kind of stay with the ship. So, and he's got, uh, you know, he's got Elnor who they left, he left back on the board cube to guard his escape. So, uh, although I'm assuming he's going to get off, uh, and get back to the to the La, La Serena ship with Rios and company. So uh, yeah, a lot happened in these episodes, and the show is just a lot of fun. It's really great. It's going to be just like the Mandalorian. You know, once we get ten episodes, we're all going to go. Oh, we want more. Um, still not quite sure if they're going to have this all wrapped up this season. If if they're going to get sort of wrapped up, but then it's going to kind of continue into next season. I'll, I'll be. It'll be interesting to see. We've got. Um, seven, eight, nine, ten. So we've got four episodes left uh, to to see what happens. And now at least we've got Soji with Picard. So um, so that's good. And uh, they made their escape. the The ship uh, Picard told them where they were going. So they're gonna apparently rendezvous and meet back up there. Uh, and uh, yeah. So let me play one last thing here, and then we'll come up, come back, and I'll I'll come back and wrap up the podcast. But I'll play the trailer to episode seven, which is going to be airing this coming Thursday. Um, on CBS All Access of Picard, so which is called Narinth, or however you say this planet that he went to. I think it's the name of the planet. Nepenthe? I can't say it. Who knows? Nepenthe? Something like that. Here is the preview to Episode 7 of Picard. I'm in over my head. You helped Picard and Synthetic escape. When I left Earth, I had a plan, I had a ship, I even had a crew. Now I've lost them all. Now tractor locked to a board cube full of Romulus. They don't want us. They want her. This whole thing, how do I know it's not another game? You can't trust me. Hello, Will. All right. So that is the uh, episode seven preview, uh, excuse me, of uh, Picard that will be airing this coming week. So by the end of March, I think my volume's up a little high. So by the end of March, Picard will be ending. Uh, We'll probably, the next time I talk about it, I think we'll come back. We'll do a Skype cast with the usual group of of people uh, and we will talk about the whole season. I haven't really had a chance too much. Talk to them online, you know, through Facebook Messenger and other times on 
texts and other things, talk to some of my friends about the show. I mean, we're all enjoying it, but we'll all get together and talk about it over Skype, talk about the season. No still date on when Discovery Season 3 will be airing, but I'm hoping for summertime. Summertime would be great. I would really like to see it then, especially since this fall we're going to get some new stuff on like Disney+, Plus, like the next season of Mandalorian in October. We're going to get some of the Marvel shows starting. So I would love Discovery to start sometime maybe like June, uh, something like that, June, July. That would be cool. I hope they don't hold it till the, till the fall. I hope not, but um, we'll see. And then we're getting Lower Decks still. They're going to still be doing that Giorgio show, Section 31 thing. Um, and then at least one other series. I mean, gosh, there's so many posts and people wanting a Pike aboard the Enterprise series. I, I, I just don't see how they can't do that. I, I, I really hope they do. It's not been officially ever announced. Um, I guess they could still not do it, maybe. Maybe they want to leave that era and that time alone, possibly. But uh, I, I just, uh, you know, Anson Mount is, is no, I almost said Picard. <laughs> Sorry. Anson Mount is, is Pike, uh, both P, P names. Pike, Picard, um, is fantastic. He's a great captain, great actor, uh, and they already have a great number one. Uh, you know, it's just they, they built that bridge. They got a great Spock. I mean, it's all sitting right there, just just waiting for them to do some stories. And what I would hope if they do it, what I would love them to do is to get back to sort of a classic style type of Star Trek. Not this ongoing season arcs of, of a big thing going on, galaxy, you know, at peril or whatever. But just, hey, let's go explore a planet. Hey, let's do this. Let's go, you know, maybe do a character type episode. But, but some more, you know exploration of, of new strange new worlds and stuff and i'm okay if there's some underlying things going on in arc stuff but not not i i it gets a little weary if that's all that that shows do now right there's so many shows and i don't know when it all started officially but um there's so many shows that we've gotten into this this thing of of just well, this episode, and then this episode, and then this happens, and then this happens, and uh, I like it. I mean, Picard is doing it well, but I, I, I would love to have a Star Trek again sometime where where we go back to kind of the old-style format a, a bit. I mean, I, th- I think Deep Space Nine really hit a good balance of it. I mean, the early seasons of Deep Space Nine were mostly a lot of standalone episodes, and then they got into sort of what you know the war and all that stuff, but there were still some standalones occasionally, but... With with the current streaming situation, I, I I I do wish we would we would have a Star Trek show with with going back to the old style. So that's enough of that. Um, I think we'll wrap up the wrap up the show uh, next week. I think Mark is scheduled to be here. I I, I what he's he going to cover? Hang on one second. I know I have it written down here. Uh, yes, he's going to cover a movie, um, another classic film uh, called The Land That Time Forgot. Uh, fun fun movie, dinosaurs, that kind of stuff. Good stuff. And I always appreciate Mark. He's he's one of, uh, he's, the, he's, he's definitely my go-to guest host, and he's done a lot of them. And I very much appreciate all of his work all the time when he guests on Treks and Sci-Fi. So, and I'll be back in a couple of weeks i think in a couple of weeks i'm going to cover i want to i've been wanting to cover some uh anime type films not anime exactly um kind of anime adjacent i could call it uh, i want to cover that alita movie um and the um 
the one uh the other one ghost in uh ghost in the shell that was with scarlett johansson i i thought we'd do sort of like a duo movie um cover some of these recent um films that are sort of an anime related uh we'll start it with i think manga and i think there are anime series of these shows too but um uh, so that's what, what I'll be in two weeks. And, uh, again, Mark will be here next week. So thanks so much everyone to li- for listening. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash treks in sci-fi. Always appreciate everyone who still, uh, does that or, or anyone else that would like to, s- to support the show. A couple of dollars a month, something like that is, is, is very helpful to, uh, pay for the hosting fees and, and other gear and equipment and details for the show. So thanks so much for that. And I hope you guys enjoyed this really quick rundown of the last four episodes of Picard. Hope you could handle my uh, raggedy voice. Uh, sorry about that. I, I don't feel bad. It's just a little grovelly, gravelly, whatever. So uh, I should be doing like late night uh, radio right now. So yeah, let's stop talking like that. <laughs> All right, everyone, take care. Enjoy the sci-fi and fantasy and watch The Magicians. There's my last plug. Man, I love that show. New season is airing right now. Uh, if you want a kind of an adult, uh, grown-up Harry Potter type show with a lot more, there's a lot more to it than that, but that's my one-sentence um, take on it uh, with great actors and great stories. Uh, check out The Magicians. So, all right, everyone, take care. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Live long and prosper, and may the Force be with you. And, oh, we're going to get Rise of Skywalker uh, coming out at the end of this month, I think, or in a couple of weeks digital and towards the end of the month. I still want to see it in theaters one more time. It's still in theaters, uh, in some uh, limited theaters uh, where I live. So uh, I was almost going to try to go today, but I don't think I will. But uh, I would like to see it again in theaters before it's gone, gone forever from theaters, at least. Not home video. Be on home video a million times, I'm sure. So, okay, everyone. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.